Over 100 million people around the world have made the journey to Bitcoin. At some point, these individuals reached an inflection point and made the decision. Every week, we interview the early adopters, entrepreneurs, CEOs, investors, GPs, and average Joes and Jills who made that decision to go from zero to coin. We want to follow their journeys, the when, the why, the what, the how, to help you, our listeners, better understand this new technology. This is the Zero to Coin Podcast. Welcome. On our inaugural show episode, I would like to discuss my own Zero to Coin story. In doing so, I want to give you, the audience, a better understanding of who I am and what led me down this path. My name is Pat Higley. I came from an upper middle class suburb just north of the city of Chicago. Growing up, my father worked as a broker for Merrill Lynch, and my mother raised my two siblings and I while finding her passion in social work. My parents were instrumental in teaching us the importance of both education and exploring our interests and curiosities. As a young boy, most of my energy and focus was in sports. I predominantly played baseball and hockey. I competed at the highest junior levels up through high school, but started to focus on other areas of interest, including entrepreneurship and coming up with wacky business ideas with my producer, Paul. I was fortunate enough to attend the University of Illinois, where I studied economics and later received my MBA from the Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern University. While my parents provided a wonderful childhood, I always felt that there was an undertone to money within the family, as career dynamics and personal choices changed over time. My father had a successful career and retired in his mid-50s. He felt that technology would eventually replace him from his time in the famous pits of the Chicago Board of Trade. Boy, was he right, even if he was slightly ahead of his time. In the same period, the internet had expanded its reach and capability. The world around everyone was changing. I was able to see firsthand the power of technology and how it changed the way that we connected with one another and gained access to new information. Further, I could see the great opportunities in wealth creation that the internet had brought up in the early dot-com days up through the 2000s, certainly shifting the power dynamics to Silicon Valley and away from Wall Street. Now, while I was too young to invest, this generational opportunity in the internet always stuck with me. As I completed my degree and began to start my career in management consulting, personal tragedy would strike. After my father had made a series of poor investment choices after his retirement and had to find a second career to support the family, we would experience the further crash of 2008. This put tremendous stress on the family, including my father, who was also struggling with alcohol at the time. In December of 2012, he would take his life. As I will never have a complete picture that led to my father's decision, his teachings and actions have brought a rigor to how I approach life, staying open-minded to various viewpoints, taking arguments on both sides, and how I think about decision-making including shifting mindset between the short-term and long-term time horizons. I've applied these principles to money and investing as well. In late 2013, I read an article in the Wall Street Journal discussing the recent bubble pop of a completely digital asset called Bitcoin that had moved from $100 to $1,000 and began to crash all in a matter of a few months. At first glance, it seemed no different than any other collectible fad. But as I stayed curious and worked to do as much research as I could, I began to uncover a deep, rich history and a wealth of information on its origination story and the mysterious character or characters under the pseudonym Satoshi Nakamoto that had developed this new technology right after the 2008 financial banking crisis. As price continued to fall from $700, it started to stabilize in the 300s. I was shocked that this free market asset was not going to zero. As I observed from a distance, I knew that the only way to truly learn and experience this was to make the investment myself. At the same time, I was in my mid-20s and had both plenty of working years ahead and a high degree of risk tolerance working for me. I decided to make an investment through a Coinbase account 
knowing that if it completely collapsed, my life would not be severely impacted. However, I knew that there was an upside potential that would be enormous. When I reflect back, I wish I knew more at the time. While I always felt that it had a chance to take a portion of the gold market cap as a digital form, I would be happy, even if it got back to $1,000. But by making that investment, it forced me to take a holistic approach to understanding the technology and looking at it from a multiple set of lenses, including computer science, as best as I could, technology, economics, finance, history, and politics. I further took the opposite approach, working to understand what the critics were saying and the potential attack vectors that could erode its trust. As I reflect on my own Bitcoin journey, I see many similarities to others who have used their backgrounds, perspectives, and open-mindedness to continue to challenge what this technology is and what it might be. I also see unique differences that I want to study more. Now, while I've been involved with Bitcoin for the last seven years, I've made mistakes. Certainly trying to act like a day trader on its volatile price swings or hearing the siren sounds of other forms of cryptocurrencies to chase potential huge gains, only to see myself lose money in relative Bitcoin terms. These mistakes have ingrained a belief in me that Bitcoin is the predominant form of cryptographic, open-source money the world has ever seen, and that anything thereonafter will have a hard time displacing it in terms of market cap and trust as hard money. Bitcoin's fully transparent public ledger blockchain, finite supply cap, consensus protocol using the proof-of-work concept, sensor-resistant nature, and organic release to the world all give Bitcoin a set of features that make it very difficult for competition to replicate. And just remember, because it is open source, all forms of cryptocurrency after simply try to mimic a feature or two, or try to improve. But how will it replicate all those features? Today, I am both excited about the continuous movement and maturation of the ecosystem. I am thankful for the personalities that have provided tremendous amounts of education, from the original cypherpunks, including the late, great Hale Finney and Adam Back, and other great resources, including Dr. Saifdin Emus, Eric Voorhees, Charlie Schrem. Stacey Herbert, Max Kaiser, Anthony Papliano, Meltem Demirs, Marty Bent, and Matt O'Dell, just to name a few. There's a rich community in the space tasked with moving the industry forward and educating the masses. This community, sometimes called toxic by its critics, may look intimidating from an outsider's perspective, but is a key source of defense protecting this young, leaderless technology from the powers that feel threatened. As I think about the future and technology adoption curve, I want to use this podcast as a mechanism to onboard the next 100 million people and beyond. Selfishly, I want to use the voices of others to make sure that the ones closest to me have an open-minded view of the decisions that I have made. I want to be able to interview these early adopters to hear their stories and backgrounds, the motivations, why they chose, what were their fears and hopes, to chronicle their narrative in a way that helps onboard others. As the people that I continue to listen to journey further into new depths of understanding and enlightenment, further adding complexity to the subject matter, I want to stay at the gate to onboard and welcome new people to the community in the hopes that they can embark on their own journey, to stay open-minded, to learn from others on their mistakes, and just maybe go from zero to coin. In a way, I hope that this can be one of my contributions to the ecosystem and community that has continued to grow to this very day. So thank you to you, the listener, and potential interviewees for the opportunity to use this platform as a way to learn and grow from others. This is the Zero to Coin podcast. Let's get started.